Hello and welcome to the Safing Podcast, the place where you get exclusive insight into the company that is fighting surveillance because we love freedom. In this space, you get to dive deep into our venture and our thought process, and you'll be the first to find out what's going on and what's coming up. As always, you are very welcome to participate in our subreddit at r/safing or just send us an email to podcast at safing.io. With all that being said, let's jump into today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. I really hope you have a great week. Enjoy. Yeah, welcome back, Raphael. Greetings. Great been to... a while, been a while. Yeah, it, it, it has been. <laughs> Crazy Thank you for months. taking over. Yeah, definitely. What is taking over? Sorry. No, thank you for taking over. Oh, okay. Last episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that was that was interesting for me as well. The months have been crazy. A lot has been going on. And um, yeah, you have been very busy doing lots of other stuff. Thank you. Yeah. Live on the podcast um, for the great work you did on the AMA. Um, oh, as thank well. you. <laughs> That's the first time after the AMA, I guess, you're on the podcast. So I wanted to thank you here as well. And yeah, it was great. So everybody who didn't participate, check it out. I think there are quite a lot of gems in the answers there. The whole team participated, um, but it was David's preparation and coordination that was the heavy lifting in that regard. So thank you a lot. <laughs> yeah thank you there were thank you also for everybody who did participate it was yeah. a great fun for us as a team we yeah it was intense obviously and especially the first 24 hours like the questions just flowed in and we answered them all or we were like trying to answer them as quickly as possible we even had the scheduled like different slots like i went late to bed and you went got up early again Raphael. that was pretty fun <laughs> i'm i'm an early bird i, I that's yeah. just how i am <laughs> yeah I, i'm not so <laughs> i was thankful <laughs> you took that shift <laughs> no but it was great fun and definitely lots of cool conversations to read and dive into even for those who didn't participate yeah, i agree I agree a lot. But during that time, what made it a little bit more stressful, I guess, um, not to take over, uh, but um, the topic, as far as I know what you want to go for today, that actually happened right before the AMA or some stuff happened in that regard right before it. Yeah, we, we yeah, exactly. That was a big part. And uh, let's call it saving server or yeah. saving account yeah. server for everybody. That's like not the static homepage, but it's the place where you log in, where you can subscribe to the SPN, to the Saving Privacy Network, and where you manage your account, basically. So what happened was we made a big redesign of that page so it looks similar to the... Not, not only similar, but the same. So it looks the same as the main website, and yeah, that was, do you want to tell us how that went? 
<laughs> yeah, so <laughs> that was a, a big lift at the end, and we wanted to push it out so that when people, when we expect more traffic, even though the way how we try to like respect user privacy, we aren't, we don't have any like Facebook pixels or stuff like that, so we don't know actually how much the traffic has increased, but. Um, as far as we like thought about it, we were like, okay, if people are on our homepage, are clicking through stuff, we don't want a continuity break there. And therefore we wanted to have the account page look similar, especially because when you're on the account page, the topic becomes more about money and trust so you're giving like we have a survey up there and we you can do your pre-orders there as well so having like a site that's drafty um as an account page where the trust needs to be the highest we were like okay let's let's finish this up make this um more more in the like style of the home page so that it isn't a break like <laughs> break down yeah, like from the we gain hopefully the gain break. the trust via the AMA and via the website and then like when it comes to actually giving us information or if this is like um banking information for for um buying pre-ordering at the SPN um or giving us information in regards to what systems you want to the portmaster to run on uh then it sort of looks more drafty <laughs> and i feel like for the confidence of the user it's important to have it looking nice and yeah clean. the the break was very extreme mm. and it wasn't per se drafty it just wasn't designed properly yeah or it, it we ha it still had the old design from made from uh, the tech techie developers <laughs> and <laughs> So it's not like horrible, yes. but it's definitely a clear design break yeah. and it looked yeah, just outdated compared to the nice design that Luke made for the homepage. So he brought that up to speed as well. And we worked on that also before the AMA and the goal was to put it out before the AMA as well. And we did so on Friday on the day of the AMA. So we squeeze it out of the door just in time. Yeah, that was, <laughs> we were happy we achieved it. That was nice. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, the other thing that happened in that week, what I was hinting um, earlier, was our whole, like, what payment methods shall we accept and stuff. Like, this was a push before as well. And a lot of stuff happened there behind the scenes because in actuality, like, none of this made it till now onto the account page. So currently the only options are still cash, sending us cash, which um, I want to remind everyone is working. We're getting envelopes and it is working mainly from in like continental, like Europe. So I don't know if you live abroad, if you would do this, um, but like this is working and PayPal is working. So those are the two things we currently offer for pre-ordering. But we had we wanted to expand yeah, this, and we are going to. Before we dive into the mm -hmm. payment methods themselves, I'd like to recap. Like obviously, the Safe Account Server is a place where we um, 
where you can pay for the SPN and what kind of data do we keep and do we need to keep um, like I'd refer to a, a quote we recently tweeted is the best way to protect user data is not to collect it in the first place and we fully stand behind that motto but with payments we have legal obligations so what are the data points we need to collect in order to fulfill mm -hmm. payments? Well, this is, of course, different in every country. So um, by EU and by Austrian law, um, we are an internet service, like not an ISP in the sense of we are, give you access, but we have a service on the internet. And so, therefore, by law, we have to pay taxes in the country um, the, the service is happening. So, we don't have to pay taxes for everyone in Austria. But when you're from Germany, we have to pay taxes in Germany. When you're in, like, France, we have to pay the taxes in France. And so, for the EU, the law here is pretty clear. We There is an single stop whatever thing where it's pretty easy to pay those taxes as well but it's um we have to sort of have some verification like we need to know which country the user has to pay his taxes you know yeah the country of residence of the user so <laughs> i see that's a funny thing i recently learned that um, like country of residence isn't always the country where you have to take pay taxes to. So if you're only staying in a country, I mean, then the whole debate starts. What does residence mean? But um, when you're on a longer vacation, I don't know, maybe a lockdown forced you to stay longer with your parents in a different country. That's not considered your residence. So even though you're not, like, even though you're living currently and maybe even for an extended time, and this as again varies from country to country, um, like you're, you're still have to pay your taxes um, back, you know, I would say at home, <laughs> but yeah. even though maybe this changed. Maybe, maybe we should call it then tax residence, like country of tax yeah. residence. So people have to define where they are coming from in the sense of paying taxes. Yeah. And I guess some people just make it easier for themselves and just pay the taxes in the country where their company is in. Uh, and we're sort of doing our best effort to not just pay all the taxes in Austria, uh, partly because, as I said, legally you are we we have to pay it in each country where the service is happening, and that's why we're asking our um, customers where like where they have to pay their taxes by two simple questions, um, straight out like go through a list and um, pick the country where you have to, and then as a because by law at least in Austria we have to have two data points that like agree with each other. And so the second data point we chose as a privacy uh, respecting data point is the first, like from a phone number, you know, those OO, the prefix. 
number yeah. exactly. So for Austria, it's 0043. Or plus 43. Yes, that's, that's, that's the case. And I mean, that, that comes back to law where it states that we need to have two data points which agree with each other. Mm -hmm. And they can only be two of the three that are defined. So one of them is the country the user chooses himself. The other one is the IP address. And the third one is the mobile phone number or like the prefix, actually. It's only about the prefix. So what many services do is they just collect the IP address and let you choose the country. And if they match, then that's a green light for them. So it seems as if they only are uh, asking for the country, but in reality, they store the IP address as well, which we think is far more intrusive. So we had this great question on the AMA where a person asked, why are you like storing the, or why are you asking for the country code prefix and making the email optional like that? Well, that's a paradox. That's a privacy paradox. And Yes, it seems that way, but actually it's more privacy respecting. It's a fun conversation to have, like, what is the best way? Because obviously that's an extra hurdle for somebody to find out what is the country prefix. And which, like, if you only have context in your own, from your own country, which is pretty common, I guess, then you don't know about this because you now have to call to another country. So yeah, it just makes it a bit complicated how to best build the user experience. And we're not, yes, so to, to maybe advance on the point you were making, we're not asking for the whole number. We're not asking for a mobile phone number. We're only asking for the prefix. Like, And this is, like as you said, and maybe to clarify this a little bit more as well, like the number that is part of the phone number that you usually just replace with the zero. So um, usually you have just O, like in Austria, O six six whatever. And the, when you're like calling to Austria from, from another country. And so I wouldn't even say like you learn about those numbers maybe the first time when you call somebody in another country, but when you travel a lot, um, and you want to call back home, then you have to put in this like this prefix in as well. That's sort of, I guess, part of the backstory as well. My context, when I store them, I always have the plus four three in there so that I don't have to think about it when I'm like just crossing the border. You know, Austria isn't the biggest country. And sometimes it's easier, especially when you uh, like are more in the West, like driving to the West, it's easier to drive through Germany. So as soon as you cross the border, the O would resolve differently into a German number. And so the number wouldn't work. And therefore having the plus four three in there helps me like just being able to just call people like normally, <laughs> even when I'm in Germany or something. So yeah, definitely makes life easier. I made the same experience and it was a good point like that it actually only is the O the first letter we collect compared to the IP address which can be very unique and pinpointed to you and your location so 
we believe this is the most privacy-respecting way, even though the UX is a bit more complicated. So, but are there, like, to move on, are there other requirements for the accounting we need to fulfill? Um, yeah, I mean... Or what are the other ones? Maybe <laughs> I obviously know there are other. <laughs> yeah, so we have a maximum amount of money. I think it's 400 euros or something in that wheelhouse. Um, if, if people pay more than this, we would have to know their address. And so we only allow amounts lower than this. I mean, it makes partly sense as well because like our yearly plan is 100 euros or about 100 euros. So who would want to pay more than that anyway? Yeah. You know, and so this is partly where where we have this like limit, uh, but it, this is legal as well so that we don't have to, by law, get this information. That is the reason why we just say, okay, all amounts have to be below this number because otherwise we would have to get personal information from our customers and we don't want to store them. Yeah, that comes back to the mentality where it's like, if we not don't collect it, the information we protect it best because we don't want it. Yeah. Maybe to elaborate a little bit more on the IP address before. So if somebody would use a VPN uh, and the VPN would have a different IP address from a different country and this starts to conflict, this might be like where other companies get into trouble as well or why they, I think some of them, block IP addresses that are known from VPNs so that people can't um, use a VPN to fake being in a different country because of legal stuff. As I said, if you have like, if you choose the right country as residence, like where you actually live, but your IP address is like a different one through a VPN from a different country, then those two data points don't match. And so this would create issues for them yeah, as well. Uh, that's, that's definitely something that creates issues, but I think they check it immediately. Like as you register the form, they make an IP lookup associated with the country and then they notice, oh, this is a conflict. So I guess they inform the user. They don't even have to block VPNs. They can just like add a notice. Maybe you're using a VPN or maybe you chose their own country. So yeah. I mean, maybe there are services that save it as without checking, but that would be unprofessional. Yeah, I agree. Um, and dangerous for them as well. But also for our customers, this would be important to know. Like if some, like if there is a conflict, it's not the SPNs or like fault in that regard. If you exit in a different country, um, you like those don't, don't match up then afterwards it'll be fun to see like when the spn takes off and people use it more and more and just let it run in the background and services will get so confused <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> because yeah like yeah but that's their mess to figure out i guess yeah yeah that fellow travels fast <laughs> <laughs> and gets around a lot yeah. Yeah. So we offer cash and PayPal. Mm -hmm. And I we had an episode about cash, a very big one. Maybe you'd like to give a short summary and then we will dive into PayPal. 
Okay, short summary. I can't recall what I said back then. Well, we talked a lot about privacy and security in, in the sense that it's, I think we, like cash is the most private option. Yes. Especially compared to, to cryptocurrencies. Cryptocurrencies, they live on the blockchain and it's saved forever. Cash is just, yeah, you send it to us and it's not really traceable. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is, it comes, therefore it comes with its own risks, as yeah. I think we said, but I just ran through the, the major things if you want. So cash, as you, you're completely correct, I'd say cash is definitely the most private option. Um, we, as I think I said back then as well, we destroy everything like the envelope, the, the little piece of paper you send us with the transaction code, everything is shredded. So nothing is, is kept, nothing is like stored anywhere. So we shred this as soon as the money uh, is in our bank account. And how do we do this? I check the mailbox. I immediately go to the um, ATM. I put the banknotes in. So the ATM basically validates if the money is like actual money or if it's like any fake money. Um, we haven't had this issue yet, but just so you all know. And after the ATM accepts it, I go into the office and destroy the envelope. So I'm not leaving it in the bank. I'm not like throwing it into any bin somewhere. I'm, I'm shredding them in the office. And um, yeah, so that's how we go about it. Yeah. Um, so the main risk would be for the cash to not arrive. We can't like um, guarantee that the cash arrives in the in the post box. Uh, how could we? And therefore, only the cash that makes it into the ATM and is like accepted by the ATM is cash that we can um, charge like an account with. So keep that in mind. <laughs> if you have any shady looking bills, don't send them our way. Um, you won't, you won't see that money in your account. We, and we, did, we won't inform you of that either. I guess it's, it's hard to do knowing like who's, who's actual like, um, thing that is um, because we don't have well, like email addresses. Yeah, what? we do associate the cash with a with an account with a charge a token. Yeah, yeah, with, with a, a charge, token. of course. So if that ha that account has an email address, we can obviously inform the person that the money wasn't accepted, and then we I think we'd figure out something. Then didn't happen so far. Like yeah. maybe we we would just send it back. I don't know. <laughs> send um, it but that, then that, <laughs> that, that means we have, have to, to give us yeah i know i know that's we, we would have to like have individual solutions yeah and okay. <clears throat> obviously it's best if you just send us good money <laughs> yeah i i yeah. agree i agree so the next payment method is paypal and i have very mixed feelings about paypal on the one hand it is easy to set up and easy to use. But PayPal is also known for censorship and like they deny services or people who they do not agree with. And that is mostly just political 
and political standpoints from some American people, which not everybody agrees with. But since the internet has become, become so American dominant, at least in our world or our countries, they, the services, they just are very close to the American politician standpoint. Let's call it that. Or some, not, not even the whole <laughs> uh, America or United States, but just, uh, yeah, depending on who invested into a certain company, that company then abides by these political views. So, yeah, it's, it's a, f- a fun fact, maybe. <laughs> but we, we do expect PayPal to sometime shut us just down and like or deny their services to us we d- we don't know when it will happen we we cannot tell for sure but i'd say it's very likely i don't i don't know for sure but um just to maybe clarify why why we are already thinking about this um so i know this is going into further into this topic but hold like you can tell me to stop if you want. But um, in that regard, um, I don't know if this is part of this podcast episode and um, if how <laughs> we will go here. But we already got rejected by a payment provider. And the funny thing was, so we bet the year wedding them and going through them and what do they like how what do they want from our customers would they what do they store in particular this time it was about we wanted to accept um, credit card payments and um, that's why we were um, looking into different options and I went through many of them like who who owns this company was one of the major requirements where are their data centers um, we want them to be in Europe so that the DSG, like the GDPR, um, is is enforced there and stuff like that, and and also so that we know how like that we're closer and that we can change yeah. them or like if we feel like this country is going south or something. So the closer from a physical perspective this other company is, the closer we can keep an eye on them, and. Um, we ended up wanting to go with a company in in Europe and I checked all their terms of service, read through everything and they have companies like or they have certain areas where they don't want their service to be used. For instance, um, gambling or pornography or stuff like that. Um, but they don't mention um, privacy. So as far as that and others did others said well if you're a vpn company or if you like have a tour note or something we are you're not allowed to use our service so i already knew i had to look out for this and i looked into them as well and had like they're a big company and i found nothing that indicated them not wanting to have us as customers so i went ahead and wanted to register us and they had some very phony like excuses the first one was oh we are too expensive for you and i said well we know how much you're like as 
already just told you uh, we i read through everything i know how much they cost and i'm like i know how much you cost we're fine with that and then they were like oh, we're too technical we're too hard to implement and i'm like we're a software company <laughs> we, we have programmers who like do way more complex stuff than just implementing your like web widget or whatever and then they said no okay and i i but at that point said if you don't want us as a customer just please tell me and he's like well you you are not um like our terms of service forbid stuff like yours and i'm like i read through that uh just tell me right away if you don't want us and then he clarified um yeah it's an internal thing they are not publicly against against this but internally they can't allow to they they have to deny our service like or the our, us their service so um that's partly why we don't accept credit cards yet so yeah that's and it's 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 completely on topic just to uh <laughs> relieve you on that point <laughs> okay i wanted to give a little bit more weight to your like um can like the 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 argument you were saying like about paypal and maybe that paypal yeah and like already a company denied us their service because privacy is something they don't want to get involved in with. Regards to people, like, okay, yeah, yeah, this yeah. can be controversial. And we saw this in the AMA as well. Like some of the questions were very challenging. I think, yeah, from the, from the bigger picture, it's, it's a very good example of why we are looking for alternatives to PayPal. Like PayPal are located in America they have hmm. conservative investors and they will pretty likely um, deny us at some point. And I guess they just didn't yet because they they are so big. So yeah, they will. Yeah, I guess as we grow, they will notice. <laughs> then they will censor us. And like the goal for us is to keep the convenience of paying with PayPal or with a credit card. And yes. obviously finding a service which will not just pull the plug at a random day. Like that is also the reason why Stripe Stripe is one of the biggest companies who have credit card processment as a service. And they are American as well. And that is why we automatically just from our point we knew that is not gonna happen. And also sending all the data to the Americans isn't the privacy way to go. Um, they obviously can um, get a gag order from the American court and have to hand over lots and tons of data if they don't do this by default anyway. And so, yeah, that's like... <laughs> that that's that's I guess one of the stories or one of the bummers in in that regard. We want to offer convenience. We want to offer credit cards, and our preferred vendor, which we chose, denied us right from the get go. But we are on the lookout for other alternatives. But we did pivot into the cryptocurrency payments. So maybe. Give us an introduction to why did we pivot and not search on. Mm. So maybe 
like we already have like from the survey the user survey data on what our customers would want uh, how they would want to pay us so credit card and bitcoin are like at the top there and that's the reason why we wanted to go with credit card was i thought that this is something that most people have already figured out um, i for instance sometimes go and buy a prepaid credit card like with cash at a local store so this is a way how you can have a credit card privately and there are different services out there and because the internet runs on credit cards mostly i thought this is how many of you have already figured out how to pay privately even with a credit card um, and crypto on the other hand as you already hinted at before um david you're you're we're already saying and mentioning like this is a permanent record of every transaction on the blockchain and so having crypto figured out is a little bit harder and i guess mainly that's the reason why so often we are asked to accept monero as well but monero is a whole different can of worms like some of the some of the the exchanges then don't want to or there are few exchanges who exchange monero into fiat coins anyway and stuff so um crypto has just so many other and a completely different set of issues than the other payment options and um yeah it it was in the beginning i thought it's easier for the customer and easier for us to go with credit card um, but crypto in the end i guess will be the payment method that is safest for us and maybe safest for the customers as well because there is nobody else involved in the transaction um, yes it is permanently stored on the blockchain but I hope that our customers are educate themselves and know how to protect themselves. And on our side, as soon as the crypto is in our wallet, it's in our wallet. And then we can go to different exchanges to transfer it to fiat. And in the case of PayPal or in the case of credit card, some of the scary stuff we haven't started going into now is like they have your money hostage for a period of time like they hold it for at least two weeks but like in the case of paypal for a month and you don't have access to the money your customers paid you and in that time they can deny you their service and i heard of companies who haven't gotten that money out afterwards and this like in our case now when we're still growing it can impact us very heavily but later on when the turnovers are much higher this can have a much greater impact especially if we don't offer a variety of different options how people can pay us so if we would only go with paypal and pay then paypal has us like on our balls and like sort of with them maybe telling us you need to change like your policies or something they actually have power over us and so that's when we thought okay we need a different option and in the case of crypto nobody has power over us if something is in our wallet then it's in our wallet and we can choose and change exchanges as we please so 
nobody has like leverage in that regard. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. These are really good points. In regards to the cryptocurrencies, even though it's like the safest way, I think the downside there is, yeah, it's just hard to get into as a as an average Joe. Like learning about Bitcoin, which is the entry point into cryptocurrencies, that is like already a huge um, mountain to climb. And then also learning about the downsides of each currency, learning about <clears throat> Bitcoin being eternally stored stored in the blockchain. That's like, they don't promote this. This is something you have to figure out by learning, I guess. And because it, it is proclaimed and marketed as a privacy option, but if used wrongly, it actually is not private at all. So, yeah, these are the drawbacks. And I think for credit cards, one of the reasons they keep the money for that time is um, a countermeasure for money laundering or scamming and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, they have their reasons. Yeah, obviously, I, I they have want... their reasons as well. But <laughs> they, they, just as you mentioned, they also have their reasons just yeah, we want to block you. So they have their internal politics and they have leverage over you because they process your money and they can just pull the plug. So, yeah, that can be devastating for companies who go, who are unprepared. So what we are doing is we are preparing for a lot of scenarios. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. And a fellow founder whom we talk to from time to time. A fun fact over there is he also accepts credit cards, but he already has a second service ready. So even though he, he has one processor and he trusts them, but he is prepared for the worst case. So even if they pull the plug, he can just switch to the next provider. The, the pull request is there. So it would just... Yeah, for the customer, it would it wouldn't feel there wouldn't be a gap. So maybe we will go down that route as well if we have the resources to spare. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. But here on the podcast, you will hear hear about that if you want to, and you can stay posted. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's like I think that wraps up the payment methods. Or the topic in overall, I cannot think of other payment methods we thought about or we which would be feasible. <laughs> yeah, so I can already tell you, David. Maybe it's Daniel didn't talk to you about um, those, but Daniel has a couple of other ideas. <laughs> but I agree, feasible is a very important part in what you just said. So yeah. Um, like internationally, especially. Um, I don't know from where our listeners of the podcast are from, but um, we act we, like we have international customers, so we can't just focus on Europe. That would be too small of a scope. And that's why we have to always keep in mind like international customers. And we don't want to optimize too much to Europe and North America and have the option to have like 
people from around the world to be able to access it and have sort of a model as well for others who want to do something in the privacy market to see, okay, this is working and this is how we're doing this. And um, those are the reasons why we did it. Um, privacy is important and payment is such a crucial part of um, like for the one hand, keep making sure that the service you're using stays privacy respecting by staying your the customer and being like the money source so that they develop for you and on the other hand paying privately um is important because the, like in movies they always say oh just follow the money you know and this is true like where the money flows is um is often very a very clear indicator and an easy path to go and find who the person is and so that's why i think having thinking about how we're getting paid by our customers is so important yeah that's a very good point and also yeah the reason why we invest a lot of thought into this i mean obviously yeah the the feasible part i like as i said so um, that no other payment methods came to my mind they did <laughs> but those are yeah were not not that feasible for other people from other regions and yeah bank transfers mm -hmm. work different wherever you go and all that stuff um yeah but i think that's that's it for today thank you for yeah. joining thank you for listening in it was a blast to be back <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Thank you as well, David, and thank thank y'all for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs> Have a good one. Happy hunting. That was a wrap for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting. You can always reach out to us in one of our communities on Twitter or Reddit, or just ping us an old-fashioned email. You'll find the links all down below. Thank you for joining. See you next time.